0: I'm Mark, and I'm Harris, and we'd like
1: to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Gorilla, and um, yeah, another week, uh, another week of us not really, well, I don't know, I, I didn't really watch wrestling, I missed Smackdown a thousand due to other things and then just never really got a chance to watch the whole thing so i just saw clips from it um so did you watch it
0: i did i watched most of it uh also yeah sorry guys we're just jumping right in the second hour so i missed the main event which was not my fault i intended to watch the whole show but uh it was good it was another really solid episode of smackdown i feel like they did a really good job uh basically integrating all of the people who came back with what they want to do going forward, if that makes sense. Like the best yeah. example, the best segment, I, you've probably yeah. already seen this, but it was Edge. Edge came back out and did this great interview with Becky where he talked about you know how I see a lot of myself in you, Becky, and the way you you know will burn bridges and leave your friends behind and do whatever it takes to win the title. And that terrifies me because I know from experience that if that's all you do, then one day you're going to find yourself alone and your body broken and you have all these titles in your living room and nothing to do and no one to share them with. And it was just this great, like, really heartfelt, like, I used to be a heel like you and I regret it and you should think about more than just winning and Becky was just perfect just shut him down and it was it was awesome like it was really really well done
1: yeah I, I didn't super exciting I didn't watch the segment but I did I saw a bunch of people talking about it and that's 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 good yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm with Becky here screw you edge I'm not listening to anything you say <laughs>
0: well you hate edge anyway it's, I do your opinion
1: doesn't I do yeah. I am I am a proud edge hater
0: yeah
1: I'm carrying the flag from everybody back in 2007 and 8 and 9 Right, <sighs> that everyone has forgotten um, how overrated Edge is, just because he had to mm-hmm. leave and is gone.
0: hmm
1: Which happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. In every well, the, uh, single thing of uh, everything, as soon as someone's role, so, as soon yeah. as someone's out of the spotlight, everyone immediately likes him better. That's the way nostalgia works. That's why nostalgia yeah. is a thing. You don't remember the bad things; you remember all the good things.
0: Man, that's wrestling in a nutshell, isn't
1: it? It is, except, except we do for Batista. The bad
0: things, which is why we're here. Except for Batista,
1: with his last, uh, not not with this segment that he had on SmackDown, but the other time, his other return before he became a well-liked movie star, and everyone uh, hated him when he came back. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that probably the only example I can think of in recent memory where someone who was really really well loved had a, just a horrible return.
0: Boy, he did, and I didn't I didn't know who he was. Or like about his wrestling history. I just was like, Okay, well he's in, you know, he's fighting Daniel Bryan and then he's in evolution fighting the shield, so boo. But I wasn't like it wasn't meta for me at all. Right. I wasn't like he left us to go to Hollywood, even though that's what The Rock did and people still cheer for him. Oh, like that was drives weird. Me nuts. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's it's leaving and finding some bigger mainstream success. Like it's because he was in but, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, but he and that James Bond yeah, movie and all that. Yeah, yeah, but anyway. I guess anyway. No, the other thing you need to watch while you're while we got you pissed off, the promos between Nicky Bella and Ronda Rousey were fantastic. Well, good for them. On both sides, yeah. I know you don't care, but. You I know, mean, they're look, letting Nikki I'm... do exactly what she should be doing, which is play the heel and lean into that kind of Kardashian nature that she has.
1: Look, I am they're letting no... Ronda
0: do exactly what she should do and just call her out on it and voice the concerns of every, you know, 25-year-old fanboy who thinks she doesn't deserve to be there and loves watching Ronda Rousey kill people. It's really great. Again, I hope it doesn't main event evolution, but it's going to be a great show. Like, I want to see her kill Nikki now. So
1: they're doing their job. Oh look, I I totally understand this whole thing. I totally get it, and it definitely makes sense. I understand all of this. I just think I just don't care. I mean, yeah, I, I, I get know. I get how people will want. You know, it's exactly what you're looking for in a heel wrestling field. Like I get it. I get it. You want. You know, they're building her up. People want to see her get beat up. So in all in all, it's successful. But it's just like I just don't. I just don't care. You know, it's another thing I was thinking about uh, because, great, now we're going to ruin it. But for my topic I was researching today, that will not be this episode, that will be next week's episode.
0: A little teaser trailer But anyway, so
1: I've been watching a lot of, you know, mid-2000s WWE and just like watching, you know, and this is full bore, like the straight up just Playboy model women's stuff, and that's really all it was. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, and it just hit me while all this stuff is like going on. uh, Because I was trying to think, man, you know, it seems like in really kind of a short period of time, we literally went from this to, like, actual women wrestlers. And it it was only over a span of a couple of years in there. And then it hit me, it was like, and this is almost 100% Due to Ronda Rousey. And I feel like right. people don't get this. Wrestling fans don't get I don't think the wrestling industry mm-hmm. gets this. Because it's never I, mentioned. Yeah. Ronda Rousey is, is the reason that women's wrestling is women's wrestling. And there's no question about that. that. She was the first time a woman in any sort of fighting anything took mm-hmm. over the world. And it was mm-hmm. like, no, this works, and people enjoy this just as much as the men's fighting. And yeah, and that is what sparked WWE. And and I'm, I'm I know there's other been other all like women wrestling companies and stuff that were already doing it, but as far as mainstream wrestling goes, no, that was I, the start. I think you're- and it's not like it's not even mentioned, and I I don't understand why. Why is this not being mentioned more? She's the reason the women's revolution took place.
0: I I think the biggest reason why is, one, it did, I think you're absolutely right, I think it did have to overlap with this new generation of, like, really talented women's wrestlers. Like, you know, starting in WWE, like, starting with Paige and Emma, and then the horsewomen of NXT, quote-unquote, and then kind of where we are now, but... I think the bigger reason they aren't talking about it in storyline terms is because they don't want to directly advertise UFC. And more importantly, there's no storyline way to say, well, yeah, Vince McMahon didn't think women wrestling could make any money until he saw how much money Ronda Rousey made. Because that's what it is. Right. Like, do you remember on that, um, man, it's an old interview now, but that Art of Wrestling interview where CM Punk is talking to Colt Cabana right after he left WWE. And he's talking about how a year or two before he left, so I guess this would be... He left in 2014, so this is probably 2013, 2012. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to Vince about how cool he thought UFC was and how he wanted to, like, walk to the octagon with somebody, right. like, with the WWE title. He was champion at the time. Right. And Vince was horrified. and He's like, that's insane. You know, they let women fight in that. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. And Punk was like, no, that's amazing, and it's going <laughs> to change the world. You just watch. And that's exactly what happened. But right. Vince was just like... Yep. It's. I don't even. I, I don't like. I'm not going to stay in here and say it's like. Oh, it's because he's sexist. I think he's just genuinely like didn't think anyone would want to watch women actually fight each other.
1: Right. I think like, that's. I like think like a lot of, that
0: wasn't just like playful two minute. I think a lot of BS people thought that stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I and I think there's. I think I don't think there was, in all cases, any sort of sexism involved. I think just a lot of people because a lot of people don't enjoy that. Or 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 mm-hmm. or maybe better didn't enjoy that or didn't think they yeah. would enjoy that. So yeah. I, I don't know if that I don't know if that is something to do with it too. But yeah, I mean, I mean, but it, she raised it's the profile
0: this. of women in combat sports. Yeah, like 100
1: percent, single handed. Which is
0: why it's it's. So infuriating to hear Nikki Bella come out on a ramp and talk about how she and her sister started the women's revolution. Right. And I'm like, I know you like I know you wrote this stuff down and like practiced saying it, but boy, I really hate that you said it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I mean, that's why it works on a level, yep. but at the same time, just the fact that she's in there at all, I it is is just I is so ridiculous and it's so annoying and the fact that she's with Ronda Rousey is so infuriating mm-hmm. to me that I don't care, and I I don't care. It's not infuriating. Oh, I want to see a great beat up. It's like no, no. I don't want to watch her in this position in this storyline. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just wrong.
0: It's gonna be really annoying when Ronda beats her, and then they have her do like an impromptu face turn, so they can hug and do like <laughs> an empowering <Yeah>. women moment. <laughs>
1: Jeez. That'd be the worst.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't think about it until I said that out loud. But that is exactly what's going to happen.
1: It probably will. Ugh, man.
0: Oh no. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Anyway, it's fine. It's going to be fine.
1: Well, the uh,
0: probably still happening. That's going to be weird.
1: Yeah, that's a whole another thing that no one no <laughs> no one understands. It's just it just what whatever. I don't know. I'm done caring. Yeah,
0: we're not. We don't know anything. We're not qualified to talk about it. Anyway. No. Like I don't. I didn't idea. care about the. I'm probably uh, not going to watch it, honestly. I, I, I don't.
1: Didn't, I didn't care. I didn't I care about the event anyway. I'll probably watch right. it as much as I watch the Super Showdown.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Skimming um, I'm through I'm it the day innocent, after. But, yeah. Like when I say I'm not going to watch it, that's not me boycotting. That's right. Just like, well, I wasn't really interested in this anyway, so this gives me the excuse I need. Right. To not watch oh, it. Oh yeah. One thing I, I did w-
1: see that I didn't really hear much about, but. I saw it just on the network while I was going through it today. They have started NXT UK.
0: Yeah, I didn't get to watch that yet. Yeah,
1: I just saw that on there. I didn't I don't remember even really hearing much about it to be honest. As far as like its own show, I know they've had their own UK stuff going on, but I right. didn't know they were making like an official show yet. So I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, yet.
0: like I knew it was going to exist and I think I had heard they were taping some of it, but I just you're right, they've pushed it and like promoted it so little, it just kind of dropped out of the blue one day. But, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. I feel like the best thing going for NXT, and I've talked about this some in the past, is that it's limited. It isn't 10 hours of content every week, a pay-per-view every month for you to watch. It's an hour a week, it's a pay-per-view every like three to four months. And that's why it's the best wrestling show out there right now. So I am a right. little anxious. Well, if they're going to overextend their brand, even like it's new talent, it right? That's the NXT what I thought. That we have, but I don't know. We'll, anyway, uh, I just thought that we'll was see how it interesting.
1: Goes. So, anyway, we might as well uh, get on with the show, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Harris Harris has sure. the
1: topic with us this week, so um, go for it.
0: All right. Well, I didn't do. Quite as much research as you did, first of all. This is uh, this is an episode that I've wanted to do for a long time. And like a lot of stuff that I've researched for the show, it didn't end up going quite how I thought it would. Like, I'm not going to talk about the things I thought I was going to talk about coming into this. But um, it all centers. It's not a long storyline over a series of weeks or months or anything like that. It centers around one show. And this is, uh, this is Capital Combat in
1: 1990
0: oh, for man. WCW. Okay. Do, you, do you understand where I'm going with this yet? Uh, not
1: yet. I know the pay-per-view, but it's not okay. one that I'm super familiar with.
0: It seems to be, it's one of those dumb, like, they love to do this in wrestling, and I don't know why, but whenever they have a pay-per-view in D.C., they love to name it Capital Something, of right? Course. Like they did one a few years ago and it was Capital Punishment.
1: Yep, two thousand eleven, I, I believe. R Truth versus yeah. John Cena for the WWE championship.
0: Right. And it's a real house show kind of gimmick. Little you know, Jimmy to name it for the city. That could be a end. whole
1: episode too. Oh, I, I need to put that down. I, I need to respect. write that on my list. R Truth, <laughs> Little Jimmy.
0: Dude, R Truth opened the show. R Truth. Truth TV segment opened SmackDown 1000. That was wild. <laughs> That's awesome. I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, this is the difference between SmackDown and Raw right there. But anyway, no, it was great. But if you, if you look, like just, I, I knew what I was looking for coming into this show. But, you know, if you pull up the network and you look at it and you can see the little bullet points, you know, at the bottom of the screen looking for the right match. This looks right. like a really normal and, like, honestly pretty solid early 90s WCW card. Like, you get, um, you've got Cactus Jack and the Road Warriors in a three man tag match to open the show. Nice. Uh, the Midnight Express and has a match, and they're managed by Jim Cornette, and there's a bunch of, you know, shenanigans going on there trying to keep Jim Cornette out of the ring, which will actually come in to play later. Um, Rock and Roll Express versus the Fabulous Freebirds have a match. The Steiner Brothers have a match for the tag team titles. And your main event is Lex Luger versus Ric Flair in a steel cage match.
1: Man, that sounds like, it's solid a whole to me.
0: Lot of, it's a lot of, you know, early 90s. This is wrestling, right? It's like going back to that uh, Dusty's Gorilla era wrestling.
1: Well, this is the it was tail very end. very real, like to this everyone is, involved. Because this is still pretty much NWA. I mean, it's already been yeah. bought... I mean it's been bought by Turner and is rebranded as WCW but it for the past couple of years it's you know it's still kind of remained relatively the same.
0: Right exactly and you can tell I mean even just watching it like the quality of the video and it's all it's all very gritty and you know it just it, it feels a lot like yeah like those mid 80s kind of shows the production value and all that stuff and you've got you know It's just—it's a lot of proto WWE, which I think is pretty funny. Not in terms of the style, but in terms of the characters. Like I said, you've got Cactus Jack there and the Road Warriors there, and Jim Ross is the announcer still. Like it's Lex Luger is in the main event, right? Mean Mark Callis has a match like halfway through the show. Yeah. So it it was a Mean Mark Callis was a
1: U.S. champion, I believe, in WCW. Really,
0: he. He isn't at this point, at least. He's still kind of in that, like, exhibition match stage, I think. It didn't say it was for a title anyway, but, you know, he gets a very impressive win, Mm. and he finishes with, you know, that old-school walking the top rope move, which wasn't old-school back then because it was 1990. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was just wild, and it was really funny to watch, but this is clearly, like, a lot of really talented people, and it seems to be, you're right, like, NWA in its prime, right? So there is one person who I've neglected to mention yet, who isn't wrestling on the show, but he is there. And that's obviously Sting. And this isn't Crow Sting. I know you know that. Not yet. Right. It's too early. This is, you know, this is face paint Sting. This is, uh, this is the Shockmaster era Sting.
1: Oh, don't say <laughs> that. This is Sting.
0: You're right. No. Look, this is, is, is Surfer Sting. sting. Right? This, is, this is this Baby Sting. It's, it's called, it's no, no no, 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 no,
1: no. It's called Surfer Sting.
0: Right, right, right. (laughs) I like Sting 1.0. I like the Matt Hardy vibes. Right, right. So, you know, about a third of the way through the show, everything seems to be going completely normal. You've seen, you know, the horsemen show up, and they cut just a fantastic maniac promo where Ric Flair comes out and he's got the gold, and he's not making a lick of sense, but you know exactly what (laughs) he means, right? He's like, just say that! This right here, and I'm the man. And you wish you're gonna find out that on your best day, you're not half the man that I am every day. And he's just, you know, just rambling on and on. (laughs) He's so fired up, and Arn Anderson's like, as God is my witness, we have never let anyone take this title from Ric Flair, and that's not gonna happen tonight. Lex Luger, like, it's great, it's awesome. (laughs) You know, getting, I'm getting really amped up for this main event, watching this show and about, you know, a, another match or two later, we cut to backstage. And the um the, the reporter backstage says, "Yes, as you can see here, we're uh, we're approaching the locker room of Sting and his new found ally. Mark, do you know who his new found ally is?"
1: "Yeah, I've known about it for for a little while."
0: Yeah. I just decided
1: uh, I'd let you keep going.
0: It's it's not the Shockmaster. master. <laughs> uh it would not probably would it
1: probably would have been better if it was.
0: Oh man, I wish it's not. It's not Dusty Rhodes. No, no, it is RoboCop. Yes, it is Robot Cop, star of the movie RoboCop. You may have heard of it. <laughs> uh, fictional character? Yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Not not a real person. <laughs> he might as well have had Fred Flintstone in his corner. Like I don't. It's a. Very weird shift <laughs> is about the nicest way I can put it. And the reporter, you know, this still—they're playing it so straight, and that's what makes this. Is this so the same bizarre.
1: reporter from uh, the Cactus Jack one?
0: No, 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 no. Sadly, this is oh. like their, um, you know, like their Renee Young. Oh, it's, not, oh, it's, it's their it's man, oh, it's,
1: Okay, it's their, it's their like backstage interviewer. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Sadly, an investigative reporter. Saying what the heck is RoboCop doing here would have been a little <laughs> bit more interesting. I think that's not what happens. He's just like, "Yep, it's RoboCop," and like Sting's been promoting it for a while. Like there's an the, the TV episode before this, he cuts a promo and he's like, "Yeah, you know, you you guys, the Four Horsemen, you hurt me, but you better watch out because I've got RoboCop coming with me this Sunday night." And the Four Horsemen, you know, we're like, "We don't care who you're bringing because." RoboCop sucks, and we're going to—it's very weird. Like is they're it trying just to me, play it or straight.
1: would it have been better to not promote that?
0: Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure the entire reason they did it was to tie in with the latest <laughs> RoboCop movie, which is, like, you know, contractually they kind of have to promote which, which it. Which
1: one would it have been at this point?
0: I'm pretty sure it would be three.
1: Because regardless, none of them matter except for
0: one. So, so it's but it's already like,
1: starting off on a bad
0: foot. Okay, it would be RoboCop two, which came out in nineteen ninety, and like the franchise kind of took a real kid heavy spin after oh, the first yes. one. Then, didn't, didn't they which make it PG? Then the second I one, like think PG. So. I'll, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've only seen the first one in yeah, its entirety. Yeah, me too. I refuse I to like watch is, the others. Yeah, but you can kind of tell that they're. Spinning this for kids just by how they pitch it, like the reporter is back here and he's catching you up, right? And he's doing a great job. And again, it feels like really like old school, real wrestling, right? And he's telling you how Sting has been feuding with the Four Horsemen since February, and it's you know it's like May at this point. So it's been a few months, and they tore his patella tendon, and he's out of competition. That's why he can't fight for the title. But he is here tonight with Robocop. To look out for all the little stingers who have had his back these last few months, you know. Okay, it's yeah, like, this is yeah.
1: this is weird. This movie was not rated. This was still rated R. Robocop Two. So <laughs> the fact that this is being promoted for, Irving Kirschner directed it.
0: Wow, we're gonna have to stop the show for a second and just talk about that.
1: What? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Hang on. No,
0: but you see the thing. That's thinking, not right? good. You're like. How did Irvin Kershner direct RoboCop Two? No, 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 no. Because you do it because you're like, well, what's the massively successful? No, kind I get of sci-fi that. I'm franchise? talking. Why did he
1: agree to do this? You had already well, done I, it. You you couldn't go down from from Empire.
0: I think he just wanted a job. Uh, I get why they hired him. Maybe he thought he could do it. I don't know.
1: Anyway, sorry for
0: the tangent. <laughs> that just threw me off. No, I'm really glad you brought that up, because that is more than I knew about Robocop 2 before this moment. But that's like, I don't, it's not entirely clear why Sting is here, other than some vague, you know, like there have been threats made by the four horsewomen against the little Stingers. And even watching it, you're kind of like, well, yeah, the horsemen are the bad guys, but they're not going to go literally fight children for rooting for Sting. Like, they'll beat up Sting. But they're not going to go fight his fans surely, right? I don't... Maybe there might have been some stuff happening in the programming leading up to this that, like, if they had done video packages back in 1990, I would have seen. But it it seems like he's really just there to make sure that the horseman knows he's there. You know, and it might be like a little proto-vigilante thing, like, don't you try anything because I'm here and I've got RoboCop with me. But at any rate he comes out later in the night and i assume his intention was to cut a promo i'm not really sure because uh, we'll get to that in just a second but he comes out and he's got his whole you know his team's playing and they're they're reading off you know they're describing him and giving him this big staged entrance and it's not like robocop is coming out with him you know in his corner by his side no no robocop the fictional character gets his own introduction there you know we go. and there's not any music that you would recognize. It's not like there's a Batman theme song, you know, for Robocop that everyone knows, but you know, they're billing him as the nation's number one law enforcement officer, the ultimate peace officer, (laughs)
1: Robocop.
0: And he's just kind of like, he can't make a big entrance. Right. He can't really move. No, he just, well, it's okay. To be fair, it's like the undertaker, you know, you just (laughs) kind of walk and shuffle along and he's making his way down. You know, it's, and Jim Ross, Jim Ross is just owning it. He's like, oh, what a great ovation for RoboCop, which this is very funny. Even in 1990, you could tell that there were some people who were having none of this, right? <laughs> like the kids do pop for it, and you can, it's not quite as bad as like a Roman Reigns cheer and boo, but right. you can hear there's like at least 50 grown men who do not care for this at all. And you can just barely make them out, but, like, they're there. And they're just like, oh. Because, you know, you don't want this in your wrestling, right? Right. This is is very childish. And it reminds me a lot of, like, WCW. Or, you know, like, WWE's reboot of ECW. Like, there's just a lot of it. It doesn't fit with the rest of the show at all. And Singh makes his way down, and I assume that he's about to cut some sort of promo. Uh, But we'll never find out, because the Horsemen ambush him, and uh, what they do is they stuff him in a shark cage. Now, this is a (laughs) shark cage that had been brought out to the ring. I don't think it was a stipulation of the match. It, It certainly wasn't hanging over the ring or anything. But uh, this was a shark cage for Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette ended up getting stuck in the shark cage. I was about to say it
1: had to have been for Jim Cornette because it's always (laughs) meant for Jim Cornette. Exactly.
0: Exactly. He's probably spent more time in a
1: shark cage than anybody ever, and that includes,
0: like, scuba divers. (laughs) Yeah, that seems about right. So if... It's a solid little piece of booking, honestly, because you don't immediately think, why the heck was there a cage there ready for Sting? Like You've seen Cornette thrown into it earlier in the show, and that was the match right before this, and they just haven't gotten rid of it yet. Whatever. And they throw him in, you know, they they beat up on him a little bit, and they throw him in the cage, and RoboCop is still just kind of shuffling along, just ambling on down, because he can only move so quickly. And he starts making his way towards the cage, and this is where... You know, again, Jim Ross is doing his best to sell this as a legitimate cold-blooded attack that
1: he always did. Robocop, he always tried to save
0: someone from. Well, that's the thing. David Arquette is the patron saint of our podcast. Oh right? yes, obviously, yes he is. But I have a special place in my heart for Sid Vicious, who for the second <laughs> time in the history of this show looks at one of the dumbest things you could ever see in wrestling and sells it like absolute <laughs> death. Robocop, in, you know, like what's kind of obviously a plastic and rubber suit, is shuffling his way towards him, and Sid Vicious looks at him and says, You're going to be a bucket of bolts when we're through with you. (laughs) Just straight up. Like, you know, Uh, Sid Vicious, this might limit him as a promo at other times, but he really only has one volume. That's true. But when he hits it in a moment like this, you're just like, Man, that's beautiful. That's. I love it. Like if you I put Sid Vicious,
1: Scott Steiner, and the Ultimate Warrior like in a room in a yeah. conversation, not one, not one single word <laughs> oh, will be led will be
0: uh, understood. That's incredible. Now I can't stop thinking about that. Yeah.
1: So we need a table. Too I, I bad got... it's too bad Warrior is no longer with us because we would need a WWE Network special table for three with those three. Yes. Oh my.
0: <laughs> Man, I wish that could That's be a reality. That's fantasy booking right there. Man, book that. On, like, Table <laughs> for Three in kayfabe could be a tremendous amount of fun. If they would just commit to that. That's what I want to see.
1: That would be fun.
0: But anyway, Sid Vicious is ready for a fight, because when is he ever not? But I, the rest of the heels evidently think better of it, because Robocop will kill a man, like, straight up. They've seen the movie, I suppose. I don't. I don't know. So the rest of the heels kind of back off, right? And they're kind of jawing a little bit. But they don't, they're not about to get between RoboCop and his objective, right? Oh, yeah, what are they going to so do, just, punch they, it? Yeah, exactly. Like you, <laughs> you would think, well, if we're going to see a showdown between the four horsemen and RoboCop, certainly it'll at least be later in the show. So they back their way up the ramp. RoboCop approaches the steel shark cage and rips it right off its hinges. And I'm putting that phrase in air quotes. Because you can tell that it's pretty much just a rubber door.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a little bendy. Uh, I was about to but, say, I was going to be impressed.
0: Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, for like a live stunt show sort of thing. Like the RoboCop costume looks very good. And it's, look, this is all like a little silly, but we've seen weird stuff happen. You know, like wrestling crossovers and stuff in the past. Like I think of like Hugh Jackman was on an episode of Raw. Like the Muppets have been on an episode of Raw. But this is the the most weird thing about all this is that it happens in 1990. And like you said, it's practically the NWA. (laughs) And you've got Jim Ross over here, like, oh, he's ripped the steel door off its hinges. That's amazing. You know, and he's just really selling it. So that was a weird little segment. This thing doesn't really say anything else. They go back to the locker room. And now the main event is on, and it's a steel cage match, and it's, you know, it's it's Ric Flair and Lex Luger, like at the height of their abilities. it's really solid, right? And they go for about 15, 20 minutes, and Ric Flair, as he often does, kind of starts to lose the upper hand, and he's been busted open, which I'm sure is a shock to absolutely nobody, <laughs> and he's bleeding all over his face and his blonde hair, you know, and Lex Luger's really starting to wail on him a little bit. And then here come the horsemen, right on cue, and they're swarming around the cage. They're looking for a way into the cage because, you know, they'd never let anyone take the title from Ric Flair, and they're not about to now, right? And then here comes Sting. Sting's here to save the day to try and fight them off. And he's not accompanied by RoboCop for reasons nobody knows, but he is accompanied by uh, El Gigante. Don't. Don't really know why. I guess they were friends. Okay. Doesn't really matter, but they start fighting the horsemen off. I
1: didn't even think he was a face, but
0: okay. I guess he was in WCW. I don't know. So they start fighting off the horsemen, and it's, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, this is, it's really starting to look like, you know, one of those fun, like, schmozzy, but probably, you know, DQ finishes. Or it could be one of those, you know, I think of, like, Mankind winning the WWF title, kind of things, right? There's a ton of crap going on, (laughs) a lot of shenanigans, but then in the end, the good guys pull one out, and it's going to be crazy, and it's going to be super exciting, you know, whatever. I I don't know yet. And then Ole Anderson gets control of the cage, and he doesn't, he doesn't like elevate the cage all the way or open the door, but what he does do is he elevates it about two feet. And this gives the rest of the Horsemen room to slide in underneath and just start beating the bejesus out of Lex Luger. The ref immediately signals (laughs) for a DQ. The match is over. And the horsemen have done it again, right? Ric Flair retains it. Now it really looks like they're trying to sell it as, you know, like this is what the horsemen do. Like they broke Dusty's leg. They tore up Sting's knee and like Lex Luger's career could be in jeopardy if we don't get someone in here soon to stop these guys, right? And it's a steel cage, so nobody can get in. Nobody can get out. Ole Anderson has closed the cage again, like he lowered it back down to the ground. What's going to happen? And I'm watching this, and I see Sting frantically try to open the cage, right? And I think, oh, I know what they're going to do. And, Mark, (laughs) based on everything we've talked about, and everything you know about this show, what do you think happens next?
1: Uh, You know what? No. Just just go ahead and say it.
0: Mark, I'm not kidding you. Nothing happened. (laughs) I'm not kidding. They beat the tar out of Lex Luger for a minute, and they raise the cage, and they walk out. (laughs) And they walk up the ramp, and they cut another great heel promo. Ric Flair is losing his mind. He slaps his head. He's like, you see that? This is what it is. This is what it's about. And I'm the man. And i it. It's a fantastic promo. <laughs> Doesn't make a lick of sense. It's great. Sting sees this happening. Chases him up the ramp. The horsemen flee with the title. And the show is over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and- uh. RoboCop does not make another appearance. There's no mention of where he might be. And I cannot be the only person who thought, perfect. They're going to they set up another cage and the the heart of injustice is right here. And RoboCop is going to come rip the steel cage open and save the day. No. <laughs> no, no. That doesn't... No. Not in the main event. No. It's just... I know we introduced that in the middle of the show and, you know, kind of set it up without much payoff, but no, we're done. That was was it. We did what we were contractually obligated to do, and uh, the promo's over. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, RoboCop was never seen on WCW TV again. I could be wrong about that, especially in the later 90s. I, I don't know. But to the best of my knowledge, they just stopped, and that was it. And... That absolutely blew my mind, because I knew going into this that, like, RoboCop has this big scene where he rescues Sting, right? And I thought, for sure, that's got to be the main event of the show or of the pay-per-view or whatever it is. Not only is that not the main event, they teed him up for one more run and for one more moment in the main event where he could do literally exactly what he did before. Nope, nothing, (laughs) absolutely nothing. And I don't know if this is – I, I want to know what you think about this because this is either just the dumbest writing and, like, the laziest, we don't really care about what we're doing here storyline of all time. Or, and I think this is more likely, there is still somebody booking this show who's like, this is really dumb, and I'm not going to let it touch my main event.
1: <laughs>
0: well, i <laughs> Genuinely think this is somebody in the company who's like, this is a real dumb thing that we're doing here This is about real wrestling and we have to preserve that in the main event I really don't know how else to think about it
1: That That is probably the most likely scenario or uh, the, the third option is Well, there's actually two other options One the guy passed out from being in that suit for too long and couldn't do it again. (laughs) They just improvised. Or the suit broke when they went backstage and they couldn't use it. Those are two other viable options. Um, But I would have to agree with (laughs) whoever was in charge at the time. I don't know if it was Bill Watts or whoever, uh, was just like, no. We we, we fulfilled whatever contractual obligation we had with the studio and we're done.
0: Yeah, like, I just, that blew my mind, because I can't think of, like, 1999 WCW would not have done that, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, no, he would have been in the main event. Right. And I Battling assumed, Vince Russo dressed up as a New York Giant.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wish <laughs> that would have been, well, maybe someday, you maybe, know, maybe, maybe we'll see him make his return. That would be nice. Robocop with the title. But, you know, it's just, (laughs) it was bizarre because I knew going into this, like, this has been one I've wanted to do for a long time. And I just never, ever thought that it would be that anticlimactic. That they literally, I mean, it seems like they wrote it for him. Like, I was watching it and I was thinking, oh, this is it. Because they need to get, they need to break the cage and Sting can't do it. Like, it's all been established, you know? And they just, nope. We're not doing that. That's dumb. <laughs> we're, just, we're done. We're wrestling, right? Remember, this is wrestling. This is serious, right? <laughs> and that was it. And that was the story of RoboCop. I don't know. I, I like to think there was at least like a kayfabe decision that he, you know, he got called back to Detroit to <laughs> solve some other real crime. I don't. Yeah, he, don't he, know, he was he called. Think, there was a like,
1: homicide. Uh, he had to go back and investigate.
0: I mean, it was definitely assault, though. Like, they weren't—they locked themselves in the cage with him, and were just beating him up. And, like, Jim Ross tees it up. You know, he's like, we we got to get some help down here. Somebody's got to help him. You know, and you just wait. Like, you lean in. You're waiting for the music to hit. Right. No, we're just, no, we're done. <laughs> that was it.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that was,
0: I thought this would be one of the worst things I've ever seen. And it was definitely silly, but there have been a lot of silly crossovers in wrestling And this is probably the only one I've seen with the common sense to know when to say, no, we're not, no. (laughs) But at the same time, is that,
1: was this a better result than if RoboCop came out?
0: I I feel like people just would talk about it more. It would have felt more ridiculous. Because, like, the first time you watch it, you're like, well, that's disappointing. Like, any other pay-per-view could have ended that way. Even one that didn't have RoboCop. Right. I feel like their thinking was just, we don't want to tarnish the end of this show. It yeah. feels like a very, like, this is not the first or last time this happened, right? Like, Ric Flair cheated to win, got himself disqualified, and ran off with the title. And there's a part of it... Of course, me, that's like, yeah, like They could have They could have done all of that and had RoboCop chase them off instead of have Sting chase them off. But, like, for some reason, it, it would have felt a little dumber if he had done that than just save Sting. And I don't know, like... It would have been great, you know. It still would have been funny and weird and wild, but I don't know. I just I, I think watching it and you see it happen once—that RoboCop comes out and rips a door off its hinges—and I think when you watch it again, you just respect. And this might not have been intentional. This is just this is my best guess. Like you respect them for having the discipline to respect everything else that was going on in that ring and just be like, no, we're not, no like Ric Flair in a Steel Cage match for the title, that doesn't need Robocop to be affiliated with it. Like what we're doing here is good enough. You know?
1: Yeah, which it's it's true. But but at this point you've already put all this stuff into it. So right. it's
0: just like why? And it would've that's the thing, like there is a part of me that's disappointed because you're like, if you're gonna book Robocop into your show that's how you do it. Like, they had set everything up, and they telegraphed everything so well that it makes me think, like, that can't be an accident. You know? Like, that's what was so weird about it, was it didn't really feel shoehorned at all. And if they had just gone for it, I would have been like, well, yeah, like, this is obviously a little silly, but from a storytelling perspective, all the seeds were planted. You know, like, I see what they were doing here. So it was... It's definitely hit or miss, but I feel like, in the end, you can't be, like it's not as laughable as a lot of other stuff we've talked about just because they wouldn't let it like they let the wrestling speak for itself still right. at the end of the day, you know? Right. I don't really know how to feel about this one other than I'm <laughs> really glad that I finally watched it because I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, I that. that's, expect that's the, about the, it. The RoboCop show would end with us discussing like, what Ric Flair brings to a wrestling show. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was great, though. You should definitely go watch it and see what you think, because I, I am curious to think what other people think about it, knowing that it's coming. And just tell me if you hear it. You know, let us know, because you watch it. And you can just hear Jim Ross, like, frantically. Like, you've heard that so many times, right? right. Like, somebody get out here, <laughs> and somebody gets out there that doesn't happen and i just i can't figure out if it was on purpose or not yeah well but it's super uh, interesting and i'm really glad i watched
1: it and on that same level you guys should watch anything that we talk about because well, yeah, there's I mean, a reason
0: obviously. why we're talking about them <laughs> obviously that's not true but except, just, like, except, except i except 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 for last
1: except for last week's episode there's no there's no need for any of you to watch that i i did enough for the rest of everyone living you do not ever need to watch any of that Hornswoggle stuff ever. Just you can just take our episode for it. Yeah, but most of the time that is not the case.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I would just think because this one, I don't know. I would love to hear. Oh, this is definitely worth think, watching. Like, yeah, this was the right decision. Yeah, Let the it's a good to be the wrestling, or no, RoboCop should have come out, and that would have been way more fun. Like. I don't know yeah I just,
1: let us let us know uh, what you think how do you think the show should have ended do you think they did the right thing by pulling the plug supposedly early on it or do you think they should have played out the perceived angle of the whole thing yeah let us know reach out to us on a uh, Twitter if you have any thoughts on that at behind underscore gorilla
0: yeah while we're in the uh, that's all I got so I guess while we're in the uh, in the plug portion of the podcast Go ahead and give us a rating. If you haven't already and you're listening, then you probably know that we're talking about you. It doesn't have to be a good rating. Make it an honest rating. But again, whatever rating you give us, you have to give us a, a match that goes along with that star rating. You have to be like, this match was the Funkadactyls versus the Bella Twins, right? <laughs> One star. Like, well, that's fine. But at least you got creative with it. We're not going to make this easy for you. Oh, but. my
1: gosh. I totally forgot about the
0: Funkadactyls.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I forgot a they even existed. My time, but
0: I've heard stories. Holy
1: crap! That should be an episode two.
0: You know what? I think it, it probably could be. Actually, Man, I forgot you, about. You it. I haven't right. heard
1: that word in years. That was, that was
0: <laughs> wow. Mark has PTSD. Now. I forgot
1: that that even existed. That was that was hilarious. That's great. Yeah, please. <laughs> but anyway, yes, ratings equal matches. That's the way it is for this uh, podcast. So so please give us a rating on on iTunes or Apple Podcasts with the match that the uh, rating um, goes along with, for sure.
0: I think that's it. You usually do all the plugs. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, that's true. Just uh, keeping with the Twitter one, follow us on Twitter at Behind underscore mm-hmm. Gorilla for all the updates on the podcast. I post the links to all the podcasts there. Um, you can go watch any of our old podcast episodes are all up on google play or on apple Podcasts, or you can look on our uh, podcast website which i believe is behind dash gorilla i don't remember what it is it's some pinecast episode but it's some pinecast site because that's what we use for our podcasts or i put them on pinecast but uh the link is on our twitter page everything's on the twitter page um for that, uh, there, we also I have a Facebook page for the podcast too that I post all the episodes up on there too. So if you aren't on Twitter but want to give us a like on Facebook, it's bad Behind the Gorilla on Facebook as well. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. and I'm
0: at Harris Wilton.
1: So if you want our personal we- Twitters, then feel free to do that. Harris posts all his personal wrestling stuff mostly on. That his own Twitter page. I all my wrestling stuff is pretty much on our podcast page. So yeah,
0: and I try to I try to keep some of it in the behind the gorilla feed. I haven't been as good about that recently, just because I haven't been watching right as religiously. But I'm going to try to pick that up as as, honestly as wrestling gets good again. You know, we're we're kind of starting to get to that point. I think, especially once we get Evolution and Survivor Series evolution and crown jewel behind us and we start like the serious survivor series build it'll be better i don't know if it'll be good but at least it'll be more focused so i'm excited to see where we go with
1: that yeah that'll be nice for sure um and then uh last plug for if you're into batman my other podcast is the Uncapped crusaders review where me and my friend ian go and uh review every batman film ever and we just Did our episode on the abysmal Batman and Robin, which is now up there in both parts. We uh, watched the whole movie and commentate on it. Also, if you want my take on the first episode of Titans, that review is also on uh, our most recent episodes as well. And you can follow us on Twitter there at Uncaped Review um, for that podcast too. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this episode. We'll be back next week with uh, another topic. So thanks for listening to Buying the Grilla, and we'll talk to you guys next week.